Fort Worth. ...of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Do small things with great love. A beautiful quote from our saint for the day, her feast day, October 1st, talking, of course, of St. Therese of Lisieux. Pray for us, one of the four female doctors of the church. And she is still amazing. And she said when she was passing away, she wanted to spend her time in heaven doing good on earth and what an incredible month happy october so many great saints we celebrate in the month of october and make sure you stay tuned to ew10 for all the great news and special programs and films that they have regarding of course our great saints lots to talk about today before we get to the rundown though i do want to remind you uh, as we said yesterday with dr monica miller and sharon from texas life chain There are so many important pro-life events going on this week, and we are now in Respect Life Month for the Catholic Church, and we have life chains going on all over the place on Sunday. Uh, Sharon suggests that you email her, and that's Sharon with two R's at lifechain.net. As of 2019, as she said yesterday, we had 1,600 cities involved in life chains, and wouldn't it be great if we could double that this year in 2021? If you don't have a life chain in your area or if you'd like to start one, either email Sharon or maybe talk to your local diocesan office, your Right to Life office as well. They always are very, very involved, Right to Life groups around the country in promoting life chain and organizing them and giving you information on how you can grab a group of three, four, or five people and have your own life chain. And also don't forget tomorrow... Many pro-lifers are going to be gathering at various sites where the women's marches are taking place. And we need to be a witness because we know the media and others are going to be out there thinking that abortion is the only answer for women who find themselves in a difficult situation. We need to let them know there are other alternatives. And one way to do that, of course, is to be there peacefully. In addition to carrying signs, have information about a local pregnancy resource center. Maybe have uh, some pamphlets that you can hand out regarding facts about the life issues. And maybe know someone who can share a testimony about how they healed from an abortion, but what the abortion did to them. People need the information. They don't have it. Your witness may be the only witness and maybe just the thing someone needs to see or read or hear. So think about that. And for more information, you could always go to ProLifeSociety.net and uh, email Dr. Monica Miller. She'd be sherry, uh, happy to help you. So just a reminder of a few things that are going on um, this weekend. So, so important to be a witness for life every day, but especially at these crucial times when the church is recognizing this is a very important time in our calendar. All right, coming up after the break, speaking of our calendar, tomorrow is a feast of the guardian angels. We celebrated, of course, a feast of the archangels this week as well. And Steve Ray has great information on this wonderful feast day that's coming up and scripturally speaking, also what the catechism says. And we'll just talk a little bit about what the world says about quote unquote angels, these cute little beings, you know, that we hang from, you know, the little things that we hang from the ceiling or, you know, put up in our room, these cute images. You know, and that's fine. Nobody's saying there's anything wrong with angel statues, but we have to make sure that we're not doing this in a superstitious way. And then we understand that angels are real and that they are God's angels. He created them. And so there's a ton of information in the catechism and in church teaching elsewhere also about this, especially in scripture, 
And Steve Ray is so informative, and he's going to give us all that information. And then we'll wrap up a Friday morning with uh, something a little bit on the lighter side. Well, I think lighter, but also important. Kelly Walco is speaking at a big, big women's conference coming up in the Midwest area this month. We'll tell you about that. And then Kelly and I are offering a Godly Girls getaway for you if you're interested. Ladies, it's coming up in January, just about the time, and we are going to need to get away from the winter and get some more vitamin D, right? And vitamin C, as in Jesus, Jesus Christ. We'll tell you all about that coming up on a Friday morning. Forecast-wise, we're still saying lots of rain in the south, parts of the south anyway, uh, New Mexico and also Texas. And speaking of Texas, Deacon Dom and I are in San Antonio today. We are going to be speaking this evening and all day tomorrow. We are leading the Archdiocesan Retreat for Deacon Couples, so please keep us in prayer. Uh, again, we're gathering this evening I have one talk this evening, our testimony, and then three talks tomorrow. So just asking for your prayers, and we're also going to be uh, promoting the local Guadalupe stations in that area as well, offering lots of info and bumper magnets and whatever they drop off to display at my table. We're going to put it out there so more people in the great state of Texas know about Guadalupe Radio and E. WTN. Right now, it is just about uh, just a few minutes past the hour. It's a beautiful Friday morning because it's a day that God has given us. Let us be glad and rejoice in it. And right now, more specifically, let's check the news on a Friday, October 1st. Well, Pope Francis yesterday releasing his prayer intentions for the month of October. As Devin Watkins with Vatican News tells us, the Holy Father is calling on all Christians to be missionary disciples and that we would be open to the church's evangelization efforts. Jesus nos pide a todos y a ti también ser discípulos misioneros. ¿Estás preparado? Jesus asks us all and you as well to be missionary disciples. Are you ready? Pope Francis opened the Pope video containing his prayer intention for the month of October with that invitation to all Christians. The Pope said we are all invited to be open to Jesus' call and to live united with him in the mundane events of our daily lives. Work, meeting other people, our daily duties, and the chance events of each day. These, he said, are the opportunities we have to allow ourselves to be guided by the Holy Spirit. He said other people easily take notice when our every action is motivated by Christ. And he added, our testimony of life will inspire admiration, and admiration inspires others to ask themselves, how is it possible for this person to be this way? What is the source of love with which this person treats everyone, the kindness and good humor? Pope Francis also recalled that the mission is evangelization and not proselytism. The mission is based on an encounter between people, he said, on the testimony of men and women who say, I know Jesus, and I'd like you to know him too. The Catholic bishops of Chile deeply disappointed by the approval of new legislation decriminalizing abortion within 14 weeks of pregnancy in the country. The lower house of parliament passing the bill this week by a margin of 75 to 68. The text will now be examined by the Commission on Women and Gender Equality and will be debated there by the Senate. Until now, abortion was allowed during the first 12 weeks of pregnancy only when the mother's life was at risk and when the baby would not survive the pregnancy. The bishops are acknowledging that although there can be complex and sometimes very dramatic situations arising from a pregnancy, no such issues are ever solved with deliberate elimination of a defenseless and innocent human life. A Catholic diocese in the Australian outback, according to the Catholic News Agency, has announced plans to open the first K-12 Catholic school named for Blessed Carlo Acutes. 
In an interview with the Catholic News Agency, Bishop Columba Macbeth Green saying his diocese wanted to give its new school a heavenly patron that the children could be inspired with in their faith. Blessed Acutis College will have at its heart, they say, a daily life of prayer and devotion to the Blessed Eucharist where all students will have the opportunity to build a deep friendship with Jesus. Blessed Carlo Acutis was a young Catholic from Italy with a passionate devotion to the real presence of Jesus and an aptitude for computer programming last year. He became the first millennial to be beatified by the Catholic Church and now is just one step away from canonization. In other news this morning, there are reports that tens of thousands of Haitian migrants are making their way through Mexico toward the U.S. border where they plan to seek asylum. Victor Escalon with the Texas Department of Safety says they're gearing up to meet them. We are aware of it. We will address it. We will move assets quickly, aggressively to deter and stem that flow. He also says the latest surveillance of the migrants does not show where on the U.S. border they're headed. Reports have the caravan headed to Texas, Arizona, or possibly California. He says cases of illegal immigrants involving Haitians are not new, but the numbers they're seeing this year, he says, well, they've been historic. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell yesterday cheered a bipartisan deal to extend government funding to December 3rd, approved by the Senate. McConnell speaking about additions to the funding the Democrats would not include. But overall, this is an encouraging, uh, encouraging prog- progress. The Democratic majority has begun to realize that the way forward on basic governing duties matches the roadmap that Republicans have been laying out for months. That bipartisan measure became possible when Democrats dropped an extension of the federal debt limit. And a Democrat in the middle of a heated political battle over President Biden's agenda named his price yesterday. My top line has been 1.5 because I believe in my heart that what we can do and what the needs we have right now and what we can afford to do without basically changing our whole society to an entitlement mentality. Manchin said on Thursday he already told Biden his limit and the president told him he wanted to spend much more money. The Gabby Petito case, as Jennifer Polsoni tells us, is spurring renewed efforts to find a New Jersey woman who disappeared months ago. 30-year-old Lauren Cho was last seen June 28th near Joshua Tree National Park in California. She'd been staying with friends at an Airbnb when she reportedly walked off along a remote trail without food or cell phone. The attention given to the Petito case prompted some on social media to call out the lack of attention in the Cho case. Her family has a Facebook page set up, Missing Person Lauren L. Cho. A specialized unit with the local sheriff's department is assisting local authorities in efforts to find the woman. Meanwhile, Polk County Sheriff Grady judge in Florida is weighing in on the Petito case and the ongoing search of her fiance, Brian Laundry. While Judd is making it clear that his agency is not involved in the investigation in Florida, he's also quick to say that he would have handled things a bit differently than police in Utah or Sarasota County. When she was a victim of domestic violence originally, he would have been arrested. I can tell you at this sheriff's office when he showed up with her car and she was no place to be found, we would never have let him out of our custody. The FBI continues to lead the official search for laundry who has been unaccounted for since September 14th. Officials in Mississippi are releasing the official damage estimates from Hurricane Ida last month. According to the Department of Emergency Management, the powerful Category 4 storm tore across 19 counties, causing widespread damage and killed at least three people. The department estimating the total cost of damage to homes and businesses to be around $22.5 million. In a statement, the department said it's already requested that President Biden issue a major disaster declaration to help local government with recovery efforts. They also are requesting individual assistance for residents in eight counties. 
Thanks for listening to the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. We're giving Doug a day off today. We appreciate his weekly contributions. He joins us again next week. When we come back, Steve Ray on the Guardian Angels. College football is back this fall. Hailing from sunny southwest Florida, the Ave Maria University Gyrenes will take on their Sun Division opponent for exciting and hard-hitting football. All games can be live-streamed by going to AveMaria.edu and clicking on the live-stream football button. This Saturday, the Gyrenes take on 8th Frank Reinhardt. Game time at 7 p.m. Tune in for great college football played by an authentic Catholic university. AveMaria.edu when the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Okay, I've been a Catholic for five years, but I suffered under a lot of things due to my Protestantism as a Pentecostal, and I just want to personally ask God to bless you for your ministry, for everything you do, and the help that you give people. EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It's a Friday morning, October 1st. Good to be with you on this Feast of the Guardian Angels being celebrated this weekend, more specifically tomorrow on October 2nd. But since we're not out on Saturdays, we brought Steve Ray on with us on a Friday to talk about this beautiful feast day. Of course, earlier in the week, celebrating the Feast of the Archangels and uh, very, very important feast days. And church has a lot to say about angels. And Steve, I'm glad you're on with us because in our culture today, people think angels are cute and pretty and they like to have you know little images of angels around, little angel statues. But very few people really understand the significance or the importance of them if they're not um, you know, a faithful Catholic or, or a faithful Christian. Really important, though, to understand what the church teaches us about the angels. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Teresa. Always happy to be here. Well, the fact is the Bible mentions angels over 650 times. Wow. And usually an average Bible is 1,200 pages or so. So if you flip the Bible open in any place, the likelihood is you're going to find angel on one of those two pages because it's on every other page. St. Gregory the Great said nearly every page of Scripture testifies to the existence of angels and archangels. So it's something that really is significant in Scripture. We kind of read over it, but it's a very important spiritual aspect to the real world. Now, you point out in the wonderful notes that you that you provided for us today that the modern scientific world has lost its sight and become blind. What do you mean by that in terms of the relationship to the angels? 
Well, even though a lot of Americans still believe in something called angels, it's not always clear what they mean by that. And I've, in the New Testament, Jesus is the son of David. That's a name of the Messiah. And nobody else saw that, but a blind man called out, son of David, son of David. A blind man could see who Jesus was, but those who see were blind. And that's what I mean, scientific world is basing everything on what you can test with a microscope. And of course, you can't test an angel with a microscope. There's a lot of things you can't test with a microscope. You can't test love. You can't test spiritual things. And so in many ways, by becoming so scientific, we have become blind to a whole part of reality that is probably more real than what we can see. However, the belief in angels is pretty strong right here in the United States, isn't it? It is. Um, a statistics, I think they're about 10 years ago, said that uh, about four out of five Americans believe in angels. And what that means, whether they think of the fluffy little um, cherubs with these little stubby wings, mm-hmm. um, which, by the way, is not, never is a Bible describe an angel that way. Usually they first words out of the angel's mouth is, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And most people drop dead, drop <laughs> as though they're dead in front of an angel. Uh-huh. Because they're so t- well, just imagine these are creatures that God created to serve Him, and they stand in front of the throne of God. They they're awesome creatures, and probably one of the reasons we can't see them is because we couldn't bear to see them every day. Mm. But they do come to us in in, in forms, especially in the yes. forms of human beings. Hebrews is pretty clear about that too. To entertain strangers, because you could be welcoming angels. Yes, I think that's based on Genesis eighteen, where the three strangers came to Abraham's mm-hmm. tent. And though some of the fathers see in that the Trinity. The Trinity, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but they they also are referred to as the angels. But that's an interesting thing because many times in the Old Testament, the angel of the Lord is also referred to as God himself. So it's, it's interesting. God spoke from the bush, the burning bush, and yet it says it's the angel of the Lord. So many of us uh, theologians and so on believe that the angel of the Lord is actually what's called a theophany where God himself comes down and is manifested in the form of an angel. We're talking with apologist, speaker, author, and convert to Catholicism, Steve Ray. His great website is catholicconvert.com. And Steve was in the Protestant tradition for many, many years before even entertaining the Catholic faith. And actually, he started to look into Catholic teaching to try and convince our very own Al Creston not to come back to the church. And what happens, if you know his story, his great book, Crossing the Tiber, he becomes Catholic and Catholic to a point where he loves it so much. Now it's his his full-time work and ministry. Today, we're talking about angels. On Wednesday, as you know, we celebrated the Feast of the Archangels. Tomorrow, on the 2nd of October, we celebrate the Guardian Angels. The Catechism has so many beautiful verses. I did share them with our listeners on Wednesday, but I want to remind people to check out, as you mentioned, Catechism in, in your notes that you sent us, uh, Catechism of the Catholic Church, starting with paragraph 330, where it talks about the angels, describes their, their being. What, what are they? What do they? What do they look like and from an earthly perspective? How do we know what angels are? But then also talking about the fact that they are the Lord's angels. Christ is the center of the angelic world. The, the, the paragraphs and the sentences that describe the church teaching on angels, they're really beautiful, Steve. The whole catechism is beautiful. I make a point of reading the whole thing every couple of years because it is so well written. It's just a beautiful book. And those paragraphs beginning in 3.30 in the, par- in the catechism are a great explanation. What are angels? It starts out with that. They're spiritual creatures. They, they have... They're totally incorporeal. They don't have bodies. 
And the way that you explain it is an angel is not, an angel is what he does. A spirit is what it is. So in other words, I could say, Teresa Tamio, you are a radio host. What are you? You are a human being, but what do you do? Oh, you're a radio host. Angels are spirits, but what do they do? Oh, they're messengers from God. That's the distinction. Angels means messenger, servant of God, but they are spirits, and that's what they are. That is how you describe an angel as a spirit, but he does messengers from God. What did you think of of angels as a Protestant? What what was their view? I, I don't think there's that much difference in the Protestant world because they have the same verses in the Bible about angels that we do, although I do think because of um, our tradition that we have a, a more rich um, understanding of the angels and of the archangels. For example, Protestants don't have the books of the, uh, the Deuterocanonical books, mm-hmm. so they don't have the book of Tobit, which tells us about Raphael as one of the archangels. And in Tobit, we read that Raphael says, I am one of seven holy angels that stand before God, which implies that there's not just Michael and Gabriel, but we also have Raphael in the books that the Protestants don't have. And then they, uh, he says in that chapter, in that book of Tobit, the angel himself, Raphael, says, I am one of seven. And of course, in um, uh, Pope Gregory the uh, the first, he, Pope Gregory the eighth, he also says, first, I'm sorry, Pope Gregory the great said that there are seven archangels. So what about guardian angels? They're marking the feast day tomorrow. What do we mean by a guardian angel, Steve? Well, a guardian angel is one that has been assigned to us. And I give you a cute little story. When my daughter Emily was small, she always was very obedient, but on one thing she wouldn't obey us. She would only sit on half of her chair. She had one of her little cheeks off the side of the chair when she's sitting there. And Janice says, sit on your chair correctly, Emily. And she said, I can't. And my Janice says, Emily, why can't you sit on your chair? She said, because that half is for my guardian angel. Aww. So he has to have half of my chair because he can't <laughs> just stand there the whole time. But um, the devil knows that there are guardian angels because that's one of the temptations of Jesus, isn't it? Psalm 91. The devil says, for God has commanded his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. In other words, there are angels assigned to take care of us, not just to Jesus. But this is in Psalm 91. The Old Testament saints knew that there were angels there to protect us. And in Matthew 10, 18, this is probably the clearest of all. It's kind of pulling the curtain back a little bit. Like in a theater, you pull the curtain back and you see behind the scenes. Jesus said, Do not despise these little ones, young children, for I tell you that in heaven their Mm -hmm. angels, their angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. So in other words, the angels, children have an angel assigned to them who is also before the throne of God in heaven. So he must be going back and forth reporting to God about that child. So that here we are with angels that have been assigned to us. And Jesus himself said that. Now Acts twelve fifteen is another one where Peter was in prison and he got out, but a girl named Rhoda, Peter knocks on the door. She can't believe it's Peter because he's in prison. So she said, it must be, it must be his angel. Well, obviously, the Jewish people recognized the fact that people had angels that protected them and arranged, and it was Peter's angel that was coming to the door because Peter himself was obviously in prison. So there was a, another idea of that. And, and some of the saints also. There's a lot of information in the saints. 
There's a beautiful paragraph or a couple of sentences, paragraph 336 in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Let me just share this with you. I'm sure you're familiar with it. The Catechism of the Catholic Church proclaims from infancy to death, human life is surrounded by their angels, watchful care and intercession. Besides each believer stands an angel as protector and shepherd leading him to life. Already here on earth, the Christian life shares by faith in the blessed company of angels and men united in God. Again, that's 336, Catechism of the Catholic Church, 336. So yeah. the Catechism is clear that we have angels watching over us. Yes, and also we have to remember that the angels will not violate our free will and our choices, just like God does not. God could easily violate, impose himself on us. But the Holy Spirit, you can say, in some ways, is a very shy person because he doesn't impose, he doesn't force himself on us. He is very gentle, and he works with us. He woos us kind of like a lover, and the angels, I think, are the same. They're there to help us, but we can resist. We can make choices that are wrong. They can't violate our free will, but they're there to protect us and shepherd us through life, and especially when we submit ourselves to God in a more profound way, then I think that gives our guardian angels more ability to protect and shepherd us because we're fitting into the will of God and following his way. Yeah, I really think that that most of us has probably had these, as I say in my book, um, the God, you know, in, uh, listening for God, discovering the incredible ways God speaks to us. We've all had those encounters that seem too coincidental to be a coincidence, where folks have shown up, maybe someone we don't know, or maybe uh, you know someone that has come in, up to us and, and and answered a prayer. You know, the angels work uh, in conjunction, as you said, with our free will. So I'm sure that people have had these experience and wonder if they've been, as that old program used to say on CBS, which is so popular, Touched by an Angel. More with Steve Ray on Angels tomorrow, the Feast of the Guardian Angels. On Wednesday, we celebrated the Archangels. Fascinating history and scripture and in church teaching, and you would do well to look it up. We'll talk more about this on a Friday with Steve Ray coming up. Go to Steve's website as well. have a summary of all of this, catholicconvert.com. Stay tuned. Hi Dallas, we're members of Students for Life. The next tour of Birth Choice Dallas is on October 9th at 9.30 a.m. Come see where mothers with unexpected pregnancies are welcomed with dignity for them and their babies. Moms, dads, babies, and families receive confidential care and information from a professional staff. Call Birth Choice Dallas on Greenville Avenue at 214-631-2402 to join the tour. Make some new pro-life friends. See you there. KTH 910 AM welcomes Emerson on Harvest Hill as a new sponsor. It's a senior living community in North Dallas near St. Rita Parish. Amenities include chef-prepared meals each day, transportation, social and educational events and activities, 24-hour security, and the participation in the sacraments. To learn more about Emerson on Harvest Hill or to arrange a tour and visit, you can contact Karen Ray via email at kray at emersonharvesthill.com or you can visit their website, emersononharvesthill.com. Happy birthday to you. Happy hey, birthday Cecil, to you. Hey, Cecil, what's with the cake and the balloons and the pony? I'm celebrating KTH 910 AM's 15th anniversary on the air, of course. October 1st marks 15 years of Catholic Radio in North Texas. Yeah, but it's an anniversary and a pony? Do you have a better idea? I do, actually. We're looking for folks who have been blessed by Catholic Radio over the last 15 years to call in and share their testimony during a special anniversary broadcast on Friday, October 8th from 5 to 7 p.m. Help us celebrate Catholic Radio. Hmm, it's not a pony, but it'll do. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Kyle Eberlein of Mid-Cities Dental and a parishioner of Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. Dentistry can be expensive, especially if you know you need a lot of work. That's why you need to know all of your treatment options, and you need a dentist whom is on your insurance plan. This could potentially save you lots of money. Our office will offer you a no-obligation consultation with necessary x-rays. We can be reached at 817-282-9321 or midcitiesdental.com. Again, that number is 817-282-9321. Having a beautiful Friday morning. Coming up this weekend is the Feast of the Guardian Angels. Tomorrow, October 2nd, Wednesday, as I mentioned earlier, we celebrated the Feast of the Archangels. One of my favorites, obviously, St. Gabriel, who is a patron of communication. Steve Ray joining us for an in-depth discussion on angels. He's an author, a speaker, and a convert to Catholicism, catholicconvert.com. Steve, let me give you a chance to plug our trip coming up in March. We can learn more about the saints and angels and our Saints and Trines of Italy trip, which is coming up in March. I can't wait. So exciting. Yeah, actually, we're going to visit the cave of St. Michael the Archangel, which has been uh, from the very beginning of Christianity. It's a very famous cave, one of the most highly visited sites uh, in the world. And it's the cave where St. Michael the Archangel was. But we're going to start in Milan and work our way south. Uh, Milan, we're going to see all the saints there in the beautiful Domo that there's just, I don't know that there's ever been a church built like that. And we can go out on the roof of the church even, which is just fantastic. And um, the saints uh, see the bones, the body of St. Ambrose, who was the one that converted St. Augustine. And then we see St. Augustine in Pavia, and we're going to go through Assisi, two days in Assisi. It's hard to get everybody back on the bus to leave Assisi. We've got a winery, a wine tasting at a winery on the side of the mountain. We have a cooking class looking out over uh, from Assisi. We're going to have... Uh, all the way down the face cloth of Christ in Montepello, the Eucharistic miracle of Lanciano, Padre Pio, and San Giovanni Rotundo, and we're going to end up in Rome. And that's not even touching half the places we're going to visit along the way. It's so crazy, but but really learning about the angels. And, and Gargano, where St. Michael's Cave is located, is such a beautiful town. It's like a white little city, a little village on top and of I, the I hill. would say. Yeah, and I would say, Teresa, it would be wise for people to go with us because it's going to be a much smaller group than normal uh, because of the whole situation. People, A lot of people are afraid to travel, but we just got back from Lourdes and Fatima, Portugal, Spain, and France, and it was wonderful. We had a small group. We had no problems. We traveled just like before. It was wonderful, and this is going to be the same in Italy, but we'll have a smaller group, and there won't be any crowds to fight. That's the thing. The crowds are are what you don't have to worry about, and and it's it's very safe. So you can check it out at Steve's website, catholicconvert.com, or my website under the events section for our Saints and Trines of Italy trip starting in Milano, going all the way down to Gargano, the Gargano Peninsula, the Cave of St. Michael, also the San Giovanni Rotondo for Padre Pio, and then back up to Rome. Holy House of Loretto. Holy House of Loretto. We're going to Montepello too, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just an incredibly rich, rich itinerary and an amazing trip. Okay, also amazing, the angels. Now, there are different categories of angels. Tell us about that. Yes, I wish that we had like a catalog of of angels with pictures of what each looks like and how many of them there are, some kind of a handbook or something, but we don't. But but the average man looks at a forest and he sees trees, but a botanist looks at a forest and he sees oaks and cedars and maples and sycamores and so on. And it's the same way. Just the average person talks about angels, but those who have made a study of this, like St. Thomas Aquinas, see different kinds. Now you have a pack of dogs, a flock of birds, a herd of sheep. What do you have when you have a group of angels? 
They're called a choir of angels. That is a group of angels that's called a choir. There are there are nine different categories. The top three are seraphim. Only twice mentioned in the Bibles, Isaiah 6, and we know they have wings and feet and eyes and they fly. We have cherubim mentioned 94 times and thrones. Those are the top three. Then the middle three categories are dominions, virtues, and powers. Those are all different choirs of angels. Then the lower three are called principalities, archangels, and angels. Guardian angels are included in the lowest, the angels. They are in a choir of angels, and they are specifically guardian angels. So those are the nine different categories. And archangels only mentioned twice in the Bible, but we know the three that we have mentioned in our Catholic Bibles are Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael. And like I said earlier, Raphael in the book of Tobit says that I am one of seven holy angels who present the prayers of the saints and enter into the very presence of the glory of the Holy One. So there are seven of them. Do you want me to list them? Sure, go ahead. According to Christian and Jewish tradition and Pope St. Gregory I, he lists them. He said there are Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, Uriel, Simeel, Ariphiel, and Raghul. Wow. Those are the seven archangels, according to Pope uh, Gregory the Great and the Jewish tradition. And we have, obviously, in our scriptures, Gabriel, Raphael, and Michael. Well, I love Gabriel because I love them all. I love Michael, too. But yep. Gabriel has special significance for me because he's one of the patrons of broadcasting. Yes, yeah, so he's a, he's the messenger. He's an evangelist. He always brings mm-hmm. the good news. Mary, you're going to have a baby. Elizabeth and Zechariah, you're going to have a baby. So he's, This so he's, just he's, in from heaven. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Breaking Gabriel news, newsflash. He is the messenger, the evangelist of good news. Michael is the warrior. That's why we always see him with a sword. He's the warrior. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, it's Saint so it's Michael so powerful. Like angel, defend yes. us in battle, right? Battle, Amen. Right, right. The picture you sent from the Vatican uh, of the angels—it's really adorable. Uh, but but that I think <laughs> is how most of us see the angels—the cute little right. cherub Raphael's. angels with the little wings. Yeah, pudgy little cherubs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think that the, many times we present them that way to show them as non-threatening, maybe as like us, something to be loved. But in reality, I think that they, they're not cuddly puffs of fluff, stubby little angel wings. They're really sword-wielding warriors that would terrify us if we saw them. And many times when people do see them, it says they drop down as though they're dead in, t- in terror of these angels because they have to be the most awesome creatures. Imagine Michael, whose job is to fight off Satan, and he defends countries, and he takes the prayers of the saints to God, and he represents God, and he is a warrior. Sometimes in battle, it says we learn in the Old Testament, for weeks on end. So this warrior angel must be something fantastic and stunning to look at. And I've never seen an archangel, uh, Teresa, and I don't know that I want to see one this side of heaven. You know, it's it's so it's very powerful though if you think about it. If and, and if we understand the meaning of angels, I was interviewing uh, our mutual friend, Father Frank Pavone, the other day. Uh, he was talking about the archangels in relationship to life, and especially if you think about, for example, uh, Gabriel announcing the birth of John the Baptist, and then of course announcing um, obviously the birth of Jesus and the Annunciation, and then if you look at Michael in terms of defending all of humanity, and he was fighting the devil over the fact that the devil wanted, it was all about him, and he wanted to, you know, make his own decisions and all this whole thing about, quote, 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 I could be God, you know, I can be the ruler of my existence, a whole choice, choice, choice mentality. If we think about that, how God 
uses these amazing intercessors for us. I don't think we as Catholics and other Christians take advantage of their, their help enough, do we? No, I, I don't, and it's because we don't see them. And we don't always sense their presence either. I, I know that there's been a couple times in my life where I have no doubt whatsoever that an angel interceded. I don't have time to go into those, but there are times where I know I have no doubt that an angel was just here and did something, and I, I know that happened to me on numerous occasions that I remember. But I think because we don't see things, we kind of fall into the modern world. I think the ancient world had more of an understanding. They saw the spiritual world in their imagination. But we have tended to follow along with the scientific world and, and tend to ignore the possibilities or the realities of the spiritual world. Um, and that's why I think it's important to do shows like what you do and to read scripture and to be at the Mass because it, again, reorientates us towards the supernatural. Amen. And to look at the catechism and to understand what the church teaches on these issues so we don't get pulled aside. And that, by the way, is another reason to tune in to Johnette Williams' wonderful webinar this weekend coming up today and tomorrow all about the supernatural angels and miracles. You can register for that at womenofgrace.com slash events. And check out Steve's great work catholicconvert.com we'll be right back on a friday morning saint michael the archangel defend us in battle and all of our angels watch over us we'll be right back mark your calendars St. Catherine of Siena Parish in Carrollton invites all KATH 910AM listeners to Autumn Fest on Saturday, October 9th. The event includes a silent auction, bingo, food, entertainment, and more. Funds raised will support the parish. For more information, contact Rosemary at rosarymarym at stcatherine.org. Do you know a healthcare professional who would benefit by learning more about fertility awareness and the Billings Ovulation Method? Someone in need of continuing education credit? BOMA USA, the Billings Ovulation Method Association, is a new sponsor of KTH 910 AM. They've created online training specifically for healthcare professionals or experienced fertility awareness teachers. Visit boma-usa.org and click on Health Professionals at the top of the page. Free educational materials are available in appreciation for referrals. You know, this is your Catholic radio station, and we'd like to make it even better for you. Your feedback is really important to us. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-second radio survey. It only takes a minute to fill out and send to us. Again, go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-second radio survey. We'd really appreciate it. Hi, I'm Martha Eberlein. My husband Kyle and I are parishioners at Good Shepherd Catholic Community in Colleyville. As a mother, I know that it is important to have a professional caring dental team. At MidCities Dental, we provide dentistry with compassion in a warm and friendly environment. We are located in Hearst, 15 minutes from the DFW airport. We can be reached at midcitiesdental.com or 817-282-9321. That's 817-282-9321. Thank you. Always great to catch up with my dear sister in the Lord, Kelly Walquist, from the Archdiocese of Minneapolis, St. Paul, and also head of the Catechetical Institute. 
there and the Founders of Wine, a beautiful ministry in which I am very involved, Women in the New Evangelization. I'm very excited that uh, my little sis is coming to the Great Lakes State of Michigan to speak at the Michigan Catholic Women's Conference, taking place on October 16th. Now, what the cool thing about this conference is, if you're not familiar with it, it's been going on for many years in the Diocese of Lansing, and we have a wonderful bishop, Bishop Earl Boyer, who's just awesome. I mean, he does so much in terms of evangelization. He's originally from the Archdiocese of Detroit and served for many years on the east side of our suburbs as my auxiliary bishop, so I've known him. Uh, for many years, he's just fantastic, and he's very much into having these different events and really trying to bring people together once again post-COVID. What's happened, though, with this conference, that it really has become the statewide conference, and we're finding that people are coming in not only from across the Great Lakes state of Michigan, but across the Midwest or really from around the country. The speakers that they have are phenomenal. Not that I'm, you know, biased or anything about Kelly. I've heard her speak. I know she's fantastic. But this is such a great opportunity. If you haven't been to a women's conference, if you're looking for a nice weekend, and Kelly, I know you can relate to this being from the north. This time of year for us is so beautiful, Minnesota, Michigan. You're going to be right in the heart of the fall season on October 16th. So the theme this year is outpouring his love in our hearts. That's a beautiful theme. Thanks for joining us. Well, it's so good to be here, and that's so funny that you should say that because as you were as you were kind of setting it up, talking about it being the Michigan conference, I was thinking, how blessed am I that I get to come to Michigan at the peak of God's beauty? You know, where mm-hmm. we get to see after all those colors. Oh, it's starting to change right now here in Minnesota. I was driving a little bit yesterday, and I thought, oh, this is such a. It's just how great is it that I get to go to Michigan at this time? It's like it's like in the middle of January where they're like. Could you come speak in Hawaii? Sure. <laughs> I, love I love that. Yeah, I got invited to speak for our wonderful Catholic group, Legatus, and they gave me a couple of dates, and I'm thinking, okay, uh, January, February, March look really, really good on my calendar. <laughs> right? Yes, so I am happy to be heading to the, to the Lansing Center on October 16th for outpouring his love into our hearts. Um, and I can't think of anything we could use more right now than just to stand there with an open heart and be like, Lord, please fill us. Fill us with your spirit because we have been filled with a lot of stuff the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. And it's not stuff that's for to make us better. Yeah. <laughs> it's stuff yeah. that's to d- distract us from that which will make us better. And that is this relationship with our Lord and Savior. So I love this theme. I want to just stand there and open wide my arms and just see it like a, you know, like a fountain or just like the opening up like the what is that called the fire hydrant and just having right. like the grace of God whoo, all over us. So yeah, I think it's wonderful and to have women coming back together again. That right there when when we're together and we can worship together and we can grow together and celebrate together. That in and of it, in and of itself is an outpouring of love. Right? We mm-hmm. get to we get to do that with each other and oh my goodness, I can't wait. It's so needed. And and also I think it's needed for on a number of levels because just getting back together, and you and I as speakers have felt this, and I was just speaking with uh, Joan Lewis about this the other day, about how important it is to be back in person and together. I mean, it's great. We've learned a lot about even more about technology and how to use it wisely, and I think that's fine, and I think some of these things are going to stick with us, which is good, but I don't want us to get stuck in the, uh, in thinking we can only do online events. We have to get back to meeting together because that re- and you're all about this you wrote a book about made to relate and it's so important to have that to be in the presence of one another physically is it not 
Yeah, and you know what that is? Obviously, we're created in and for relationship, right? We're created in the most perfect of all relationships, the relationship between father and son in spirit, right? The the love that between God the Father and God the Son is so powerful that from it proceeds a whole other person, which is the Holy Spirit. So God is this perfect relationship. We were created for that relationship, and we were in perfect relationship with him in the garden until the fall. And so we are, since then... We've been yearning and trying to get back to that relationship. Obviously, Christ came and renewed that and was that bridge that brings us back to that relationship. But while we're here on earth, we need each other. We need to be in relationship with one another. The church itself is is relational. You know, we're not just, uh, it's not a, um, you know, a single sport. It's not just, it's not just me and Jesus. Yes, our relationship with the Lord, our personal relationship with Jesus Christ is very important. But this isn't just a one-on-one sport. This is this is a team sport, and and we need to um, really come together. I think we're, I think we recognize that now after this past year. You know, when we're like, oh my goodness, I just I miss being with my sisters in Christ. I know. Or, I miss I know. being with my family. I miss being. You know, we we kind of I think we took those things for granted, and now when we come together, we can really um, appreciate it. Appreciate our time together and. Maybe come together with a little bit more patience for one Absolutely. another, a little bit more understanding, a little bit more mm-hmm. compassion, all these things. I mean, there's always a lesson. I know your favorite, Romans 8. Um, 28. 8, 8, 8 28, mm-hmm. yeah. That God uses all things for good for those who love him. And, and while this past year and a half has been difficult, um, it is through that, that suffering and when we suffer with Christ, that we can really grow and really receive these graces. And I, I think, you know, that's really one thing I'm, I'm blessed that I get to speak about to these women. I, I, I'm honored. I mean, I get to do two things. I get to speak about um, being at peace and being healed. And I'm going to talk about how we can let the peace of Christ rule our hearts in a world that wants to rule us mm. and get some really practical and, you know, I always have some kind of fun, goofy things, too, but really practical information, but fun things that make you remember how to do these things and, and kind of like little triggers. And then um, to be able to talk about that the hope of God doesn't disappoint us because it's been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. We see that in Romans as well. Romans actually, actually, their their theme, their verse is based on the, that, their theme is based on the verse from Romans that you just mentioned, Romans 5, 5, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given us. The website's beautiful. Go to michigancwc.org. And again, I want to encourage you, even if you're not in Michigan, this has become a very popular Midwest event. Kelly and I have both spoken at it before. I'm speaking there next year. Uh, Kelly is speaking there this year. I think the last time you spoke was, uh, well, one time we were on our way to Italy, correct? And we met at the airport <laughs> after you just got done. That was crazy, right? I, you know, there you go. There's the feminine genius right there. I was with Father Chris Alar. He was he was speaking as well. And I just remember I got, I, I did just a little talk that time, though. I wasn't a, a big, I think it was just like a little half-hour talk. And I got off the stage, took off my heels, put them in my hand, ran through, <laughs> got in the car, ran to the airport, and then off we went to Italy. And, wow. uh, yeah, so it was it was wonderful. I, and it's such a well-run Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And, and, and the theme. resources there, the theme is beautiful, but the resources, the way they schedule everything in terms of giving you plenty of time, you know, to pick up uh, different items and different books and one that can help you in your faith. You're also going to be treated to Father Joe Krupp. I don't know if you've met him before, but he serves as our MC for the Good News Cruise. He is 
fantastic. So michigancwc.org, Kelly Walquist, one of the keynote speakers, michigancwc.org. Father Joe Krupp is also going to be there. Shelly Wolford, who's fantastic, as well as a number of other speakers. It's a great website. Uh, there's some videos you can watch for more information. And come to Michigan this time of year. It's gorgeous. And then maybe afterwards, maybe after the conference, you can head up north, even further up north, and go to the Gold Coast of Harbor Springs or Charlevoix and be on the water and look at the colors uh, along Lake Michigan. Okay, moving right along, I do want to get men- mention a few things because fall is beautiful, winter is okay for a little while, but then the cold sets in and a lot of us want to go for warmth. And in addition to you speaking at the conference in October, we are having a godly girls getaway in beautiful Palm Beach, Florida, coming up in January. I'm very excited about this. Uh, what we're offering the women here is an incredible opportunity at the Breakers Resort, which is a crazy, super high-end resort. I don't know how corporate travel got us such a deal, but for one, for the price of one night, we're getting three nights, we're getting a luncheon, we're getting our presentations. I can't wait, Kel. It's going to be so much fun. I am absolutely floored. I mean, I say that sincerely. I'm floored at the price. <laughs> when I, I saw that, I'm like, no, that can't be right. You know, but what a what a great opportunity. I mean, to take advantage of that. And you're, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait either to get away and once again be with our sisters in Christ. Maybe a little bit more intimate of setting. Um, but also, there's something. There is something about um, being pampered too. I mean, I, I mean that. You know, we work so hard, and I think all of us do. And it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year where I don't know about you or about, you know, listeners, but I know many of them had, like, some people had smaller children, and they, they had them home in homeschooling. You've been thrown into something that you're like, oh, my gosh. So we've just been pulled in so many directions. And I think this is just a lovely way to just come together and focus on us, just focus on, on, on our own spirituality and growing in our relationship with the Lord and, and actually just taking a break and relaxing. And, mm-hmm. you know, and getting into that, that quiet place where, you know, and being surrounded by beauty, but that quiet place where we can just really contemplate and slow down. Everything's been coming at us so fast. I mean, it's the news, the media, um, you know, everything, when you've been locked in your house with kids, it's been a lot. So I think that this is just the perfect time to come and get away, to be together, to, you know, get dressed up, be elegant, you know, shave your legs, ladies. It's been a long time. <laughs> You know, we've been wearing really nice shirts, you know, for those Zoom meetings and, you know, and shorts or pajama bottoms. This time you get to, you get to just get dressed up, have a nice dinner, be with women who are, you know, wanting to be there with you, who are, who are in love with the Lord, and then also have these great talks, presentations that can help us when, so we can take a little bit of our breakers break back home with us so we can continue to tap into that. Yeah, now today is October 1st, but we did have um, a discount that we were offering uh, to book before September 30th, but I don't think corporate travel would mind if we extend that, if we extend that to the end of today, which is October 1st. So if you book by today, or let's say by the weekend, I think in case people hear this, we'll give it to the weekend, maybe the end of Sunday. Uh, you'll save $100, and I'll let corporate travel know as soon as we get off the air here. But if you want more information for our Godly Girls Getaway, you can check it out at Kelly's website, which is catholicvineyard.com, or my website, teresatomio.com, on the events section. 
And this is going to be a chance to get away and just to relax and be by beauty and to soak up the sun and God's beauty and just to share time with each other. I am promoting these events because they're, it's really important to allow ourselves some downtime, ladies. We work so hard. Women are, are just incredible multitaskers, and Kelly is so spot on in terms of how hard we work for the Lord and for each, for each other, and you deserve a getaway. So check out these two events. Uh, Kelly, you know, it's it's really important for us. We don't, you know, I mean, this is something that we do because we know how important it is for us because of the work we do in ministry, correct? Absolutely. And it's it's very true. I mean, even when we are, when we are planning um, a pilgrimage via to Florida or to Italy or to Ireland, I mean, you know the work that goes into it. I mean, we work so hard, and in so does corporate travel. They, they do such a great job working so hard. But the blessings abound so greatly. And I think we, even I know you and I will get there, we're like, oh, we're exhausted. And then all of a sudden, you're just invigorated because you're around these women, and you know the Holy Spirit is there and is, is you know, um, part of everything that you're doing. And I think many of the women who come with us to different pilgrimages will attest to that, too that you get there and there's something that is unifying. And that is, we know that's the Holy Spirit. But you just feel like, I belong. Like, I've known these women my whole life. Well, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours who's a regular traveler, and she's going to be joining us at the Breakers event in January, the Godly Girl Breakers event, our friend Kathy Crombie from Michigan Right to Life. And she said that the women on our last trip, uh, when we went to Tuscany in 2018 for wine, they have a Facebook group that keeps in touch like weekly and and they visit each other and these are this whole new friendship that forms so check out these two events at catholic women's conference in lansing great time to get together in a great diocese and also our breakers event coming up in january kelly thanks have a great weekend and folks we'll talk to you on a monday ciao ciao Do you own popular index mutual funds or ETFs? If so, you're automatically owned shares of companies that conflict with your moral beliefs. Ave Maria mutual funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. The experienced professional portfolio managers make decisions based on investment fundamentals and pro-life values. You can learn more about Ave Maria mutual funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. I get frustrated mail from listeners who are worried, angry, upset, embittered against the medical establishment, the CDC, the NIH, the Pope, the bishops. And so I've been asked many times about what what do you think, vaccination or not? First of all, my advice is real simple. Go ask your doctor. Now, on the moral side of it, my advice is equally simple. Listen to the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, which is there to help guide our conscience. The Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith has made it clear that Catholics can receive the current vaccines without fear of formal cooperation with evil. This is the traditional Catholic position, which is accustomed to making fine distinctions between active and passive material cooperation, between formal and material cooperation with evil. The moral duty to avoid passive material cooperation with evil is not obligatory if there is a grave danger such as the pandemic. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. 
you may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Catholic Connection. And just remember, if you're a new listener or not, if you've been on board with us for a while, you may not know that we are co-produced, actually, by Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. And you can find us both online, all kinds of great resources, at EWTN.com and AveMariaRadio.net. Now, I give you those websites quite often because I want to remind you, if you heard something on the show today, yesterday, last week, you can go to those websites and you can go to the archive sections or you can look them up and we have records of them for you. And if you heard, let's say, maybe about a book or a document, you can certainly go to EW10 in the religious catalog to order an item or you can look up any type of encyclical or papal document or information about any of our shows there as well. So these are great resources in addition to Great Catholic Radio every day. We'll see you next time on Catholic Connection. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Your 24-hour-a-day source of Catholic inspiration. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Hi, this is Dave Palmer here at the station. I am so thankful for the many ways that you, our listeners, have blessed this station over the years, such as praying, making pledges, or donating meals, or volunteering during our charathons, or being a parish speaker. I'd like to suggest also two other important ways that you can help us. One is to support the sponsors you hear on this station, especially during our current crisis. And another way you can support the station is to become a sponsor. If you're interested, just email me, davepalmer at grnonline.com. Is your facility in need of additional meeting or classroom space, but there's no room in the budget to add on to the building? I'm Glenn Trahan, owner of Modern Fold Door and Specialties and proud sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Modern Fold Door and Specialties can solve your space division problems by installing operable walls to create additional spaces. We also provide repair and service. You can contact us at 214-357-2572 for a free consultation or trwfamily.com. God bless. Blessed be God, blessed be His holy name, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man, blessed be the name of Jesus, blessed be His most sacred heart, 
Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Catholic Radio for your soul in North Texas. Heard also on grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 